Hello, listener. James here. I would like to start the show tonight by offering up a moment of silence for the brave Officer Tucker Blakely. End of watch. October 2nd, 2023. And thank him and those like him for their bravery and their courage and their determination to not only support this community, but to keep it safe. If you would, please, join with me in this moment of silence. Thank you. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Just James Horror Review. I'm your host, Just James. All right, here we are, day three of our 31 days of horror, and today's film is going to be 1942 Cat People. Let's get into it. All right, so Cat People is a black and white film, RKO production, which a lot of these old films are, and this one, for whatever reason, I'd never heard of it. Apparently, there's a remake that's later on. I have no idea when. We'll just say the 80s, and it's a color film remake, but this is the black and white version that came out in 1942. I watched it on HBO Max, or it's called Max now, or whatever, and... I think it's also available on Amazon, and if you have the subscriptions to either one of those, it's free with your subscription. It's probably available other places, but I was able to find it there pretty easily. Now, cat people, like I said, never heard of it, have no idea what it was about. I'm assuming it was people that turn into cats and do, you know, cat stuff or kill people or whatever. It is along the lines of a lot of top 10 or at least top 50 black and white horror, you know, uh, movies that show up on all those lists, and I wanted to know why. Is it a monster flick? Not necessarily. I mean, it sort of, it has those elements, but when I've read other reviews and articles written about it, they say it's more because of its content, its use of sound and light and shadows, and more of a psychological thriller that made it I guess it was so different from those monster movies previously. You know, it was, uh, at the time, I guess, something different. A breath of fresh air in the genre because it wasn't, you know, a Frankenstein or a mummy or just some monster that's just run around terrifying people. This was a story with people and a relationship and real things that happen in everyday life with these undertones of psychological, you know, trauma, what's going on, uh, is this mental illness, or is it something else, what could it be, are they a fucking cat, I don't know. Alright, so this film, interesting setup, it starts out with our main character, I don't remember everyone's name, I'm not going to get in producers and actors and actresses, you can look all that up for yourself, but our main character is a Serbian woman, and that is significant for the story that she is an immigrant to America, and... An American gentleman falls in love with her, and very quickly they end up talking and flirting. Well, he's flirting a lot with her and ends up wanting to get married. They get married very fast, and she is always a little reserved. Now, I will say after watching this film, there are a lot, 
a lot of undertones. And I think depending on what lens you view this film, it is going to mean a lot of different things for you. Me being a a married heterosexual dude in 2023, I think it means something totally different than maybe if you are a single woman or a married woman. I think watching this, it's going to touch on a lot of things that might actually anger you, might piss you off a little bit. So it'd be interesting to know if you watch this film, I'd love to know what you think about it and how it differs or how it made you feel as you watch it. Because when I watch a lot of these films, I'm in for the experience. I want to feel something when I watch a film. It's not just regular entertainment. I play video games for that shit. So when I watch a story, I want to see the artwork involved and also what kind of emotional reaction I have to a film. So that's the way I like to enjoy cinema. And um, yeah, this story did not disappoint. So this woman is very reserved and she's very hesitant to get physical with her husband. She doesn't even want to kiss and they've been married and she's like, you know, just be patient with me. Give me time. And for the most part, he's pretty understanding, pretty sweet about it. He's not just some like overbearing, you know, dick or nothing. He just he's really taking the time like, hey, I love you, whatever. Take all the time you need. I want this to work out, you know, we're, shit, they're already married, but, you know, he's being pretty cool about it, so she ends up sharing some story about how, where she comes from, I guess it's a, a small town over in Serbia, and it was taken over by some Christian crusaders or something like that, and there was a curse on their village, and there was these cat people, and the village was full of, you know, Satanist or something like that. And they came in and they pushed everyone out of the village and they forced all the Satanists up into the mountains and put a curse on them for all their wicked ways. Now, I will say I didn't fully understand all of the background talk about the movie. There's a couple of times when I phased out. And quick edit here. Part of me not understanding is the curse might actually be on the people that took over the village. I don't know. Watch it for yourself. See what you think. It really wasn't the most interesting movie. It certainly, absolutely was not the scariest fucking movie. I mean, would I even recommend for you to watch this? I don't know. If you just want to see the ideas of marriage and the differences between how things are now compared to how women and, you know, just how they were viewed in cinema and that kind of stuff back then, you know, I think there's a whole lot of differences and things that you can watch these films and be like, holy shit, that's crazy. So, yeah. And then again, too, where it was like the Christian Crusaders and the Satanists getting kicked out. And is she a Satan woman just because she doesn't want to make out with her husband and all this stuff? I mean, like I said, there's a lot of weird through lines that you can jump on and and follow throughout this film. Just really depending on what, <laughs> honestly, just what lens you're going to watch this uh, film through. So... Obviously, it's called Cat People. There's a whole lot of cat references. There's cats throughout the whole thing. There's a panther that's at the zoo that our main character goes to visit all the time. She feels some kind of weird connection. And she even says to her husband, after talking about the cat people from her village, that she feels like she has been cursed by that village. And she's always felt that way. And that's why she's scared to get intimate because of the curses of that village. Is she a part of that group that was pushed out to the hill? She doesn't really know. And there's an interesting part where she goes to visit this panther kind of every time something happens in life that she gets stressed about. She'll go to the zoo, check out the panthers. That's kind of her, her happy place. She loves to look at them. She says they're beautiful. And this guy at the zoo is like, well, not that one. And she's like, well, what do you mean? He says, yeah, that thing, that thing is a mean beast. And then he goes into the book of Revelations and talks about how there's a scripture that says, uh, you know, I looked upon the beast and it was like a leopard. And he says, you know, like a leopard, that pretty much explains that. It's not a leopard, but it's like a leopard. It's got to be the panther. It's a demon. It's evil. It's wicked. It's the devil. You're the devil. You're a cat lady. Holy shit. So there's a whole lot of that going on. 
And like I said, the horror in this is more built by her anxieties. What is going on? Is she really a cat person? Is she really cursed? Is she actually going to turn into a cat? Or is this just some kind of big metaphor? I don't know. But I will tell you, it takes like an hour and 20 minutes to fucking figure it out. You do, however, as you watch it, kind of realize that something is up, but you just can't put your finger on it. So that's cool. You know, the, the suspense part of that and the unknown. She goes to play with a bird because they'd gotten a cat and she walks into a pet store and all the animals just start going ape shit because she walks in. So they're like, hey, we want to trade this cat for a bird, which I guess is something you could do back then because basically the cat hates her. And she's like, cats just don't like me. I don't know why. So they trade it for a bird. They get home. At some point, she's having a bad day. She's like, I'm going to play with this bird. She paws at it, so to say, in the cage and it ends up just kind of flopping over and dying instantly so what does she do well i mean probably what me and you and anyone else would do you take the dead bird you put it in a little cigar box you take it to the zoo and she just chucks it in there with the panther kind of a funny scene she just chucks it in there and i'll say i don't know what movies were doing in 1940s but there's a there's a little bit of skin in this movie now nothing you know obviously no nudity or anything like that but there's like a pool scene and there's like a bathtub scene and stuff like that so i uh you know, maybe that's just my own ignorance of film back then, but I thought all that stuff was like super taboo. You couldn't do it. So I don't know. Maybe it adds to the movie or maybe that's why it comes up on all these lists because it was pushing some boundaries in the 40s. I don't really know with its messaging and, and what it was showing on screen. So I don't know. If you know more about that, definitely, you know, let me know in the comments because I'm unsure. All right, so her and the husband go through a couple more things, and he's just like, look, I love you. I want to help you out and help you through this. Let's get you someone to talk to. So she goes to a therapist, and the therapist puts her under hypnosis, so she goes on and on about the village some more and what happened. The, the therapist talks to her afterwards, and he's just like, hey, this is all just a metaphor for you being scared and being married, and you know, you're know you here in another country where customs are different and all that, and it's okay. It's just anxiety, and this is how it's manifesting itself in your life and in your marriage and all that. But he said also, he, he said something like, you know, you told me, though, that you believe as a cat pe as a cat person or cat people, if they're under any type of anger or, or jealousy or their own corrupt passions, they can turn into panthers. And if they ever fall in love and their lover kisses them upon the mouth, that they'll be driven to kill them. For that is the curse of the cat people. Now, of course, the therapist thinks this is all bullshit. He doesn't believe it, but that's what she said when she was hypnotized. So... Who do we believe? We don't know. The therapist or the person that's trying to tell you. So, again, she's scared of this. She's not. This isn't something that she is embracing. Like, yeah, that's right. I'm a, I'm a cat panther killer lady, and that's my deal. It's not that kind of horror movie. So very uh, Hitchcock in the way that it has sort of has these red herrings, sort of, kind of, sort of, where it just kind of throws you off. You know, you're kind of, you don't have any sure footing as you watch the movie, if that makes any sense. Another thing that's kind of cool is the husband does talk about how he feels drawn to her when she when he is around her. So here you have this person that feels like if I get close to anyone and kiss them, that I will that the curse means that I will kill them. However, when you are around them, you are almost hypnotized by them and you can't take your eyes off of them and you're just in this trance where you just have to be with them. So yeah, pretty gnarly curse. Now, you might say, well, how do we know that? Who is he talking to about that stuff? I tell you who he's talking to, some floozy at work. Let me tell you something, guys. Don't talk about your relationship at work with another woman. Or if you're a woman, don't talk about your relationship to another dude at work or whatever the opposite of, you know, whoever you're in a relationship with. Don't talk to that same type of person at work, okay? It's not good. It never ends good. You don't want to complain about your ills to someone else that might try to capitalize on your vulnerability, okay? Not a good idea. This guy decides to do it. Shame on him. 
double shame because he doesn't realize he's talking shit about a cat lady. So this lady at works, as she smells blood in the water with their fresh marriage, decides to tell him that, I love you. I've always loved you. And she's just kind of fawning over him. And he's like, well, look, I love my wife. So this kind of thing isn't going to happen. And then, of course, the more and more they talk, the more and more he's like, well, maybe I love her. Maybe I don't. She won't even kiss me. What's going on? I need her to get, you know, the help that she wants. But she quit going to the therapist and wah, 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 figure it out. He's a I don't know if I can say that. I might have to bleep that word. So, of course, our main character begins to notice this, uh, you know, him kind of spending more time at work and talking to this female. And he blatantly does it right in front of her. So she starts to become jealous, rightfully so. I mean, he's kind of doing this right under her nose, or not even under her nose. I think that's the wrong expression. Doing it right in front of her. Like, they go to some museum or something, the three of them together, and he's like, hey, honey, why don't you just wait downstairs? I don't want you to be bored. We'll come get you in an hour. I'd be like, the fuck? You ain't gonna come get me in an hour. You're gonna come get me and whoever else I wind up with in an hour. You don't leave. You ain't putting baby in a corner, homeboy. So anyway, that's what he does. And so she gets jealous, and then we get to a scene, and this is way far in the movie, okay? It's it is a long walk to get here. So the lady, the floozy flues, who's throwing herself at the guy, she ends up going to a pool and the lights get shut out and our main character goes down there and you start seeing all these shadows and kind of panther sounds and you don't you don't ever get to see her as the monster or whatever, but you know she's there and the girl in the pool is terrified. She jumps in the pool to get her, you know, so she can see what's around her or whatever. And it's a cool scene. It is a very cool scene. It's shot well. I like the way they use the sounds and the lights and the shadows and all that to really uh, do what they could with what they had back then. It was a uh, one of the cooler scenes other than the end of the movie that uh, I like. Probably the part I like the most in the, in the film. Other than her throwing that dead bird in the panther cage. That was sweet. So anyway, she confronts her at the pool. She ends up screaming. If you have your volume turned up or you're watching this with the headphones on, just know it's going to bust your freaking eardrum now. So, you know, the sound mixing back then is a lot different than what's playing through your speakers now. So turn it down. It gets to the pool scene or it's going to blow your freaking head off. Anyway, lights come on, and it's just her, and she's kind of chill. It's the cat lady, and she's just kind of chilling as a normal person. You know, you don't, like I said, she doesn't, she doesn't have the weird cat face or anything like that, nothing cheesy like that. And she just kind of lets her know, like, yeah, what's going on? What are you scared of? Is something going on? Something going on between you and my husband? What do you got to worry about? Why are you so nervous, you know? And then she just kind of walks off, basically letting her know, hey, back off. So then we get to a part here, and this is what I talk about, a sign of the times, kind of some dated material. The shrink tells the husband that the law says you cannot divorce a crazy person. Is this a real law? In other words, if your spouse, your husband or your wife or whoever, is uh, declared somehow mentally by a doctor that they are crazy, you can't divorce them. In other words, it's your responsibility to take care of that person. You are in custody, I guess, or however they would describe it, of that person. So I don't know if that's a real law. It'd be interesting to know that. So the reason uh, he says that and the reason I bring it up is because the doc says, well, if you want, I can have her committed for you. That way she's the responsibility of the state. No longer your responsibility. So you could then divorce her because she's no longer your responsibility. She's the state's responsibility. Now, if you if, if you know anything about history and all that stuff, used to, you could just institutionalize Anybody, anyone with a mental handicap, anyone that you were tired of taking care of, whether they were kids or they were old or they were women or whatever it was, you could find some quack doctor to sign some stuff, stick them in a home, and then you'd be lady free, kid free, grandma free, whatever it was. And this is exactly what this scene is kind of going over. And it, and to me, unintentionally for this film anyway, that uh, now that you watch in 2023, that's probably the scariest part for me. 
that part is fucking terrifying. They just lock you up in a mental home somewhere because he's just like, uh, I just really can't figure her out, you know, so maybe it's time to move on. Yeah, dude, if you'll write me a script and I can throw her in there and then just kind of move on with this lady from work, that'd be great. That's terrifying. And I can only imagine if you were a woman watching this how extra, extra, extra terrifying that would be. Fucked up. All right, so anyway, again... He doesn't want to diagnose her as crazy, so he says something about getting the marriage annulled, and they're talking about which avenue to take. Now, he's talking to the therapist about this with the girl he plans on leaving his wife for. And again, he is, I, you know, all right, look, I'm not taking up for the guy, but he was like, oh, gosh, I feel so bad and all this kind of stuff. Save it, loser. Either stick with her or, or divorce her, but don't send her to a fucking home. A great movie that illustrates this kind of thing, I believe, is called The Changeling. It's got Angelina Jolie in it. It's called The Changing or The Changeling. It's got Angelina Jolie. Just look it up. Awesome, awesome movie about this. Based on a true story, they were going to lock this woman up pretty much because she knew that a crime had been committed and like the, the sheriff or whoever it was at the time was someone that was political. She was making a big stink and they were like, we got to get, you know, we got to shut this broad up. So they were just going to lock her up and they end up. She ends up figuring out the murder case or something like that on her own. Awesome scene. Awesome scenes in that movie. It's a long movie. It's not a fun movie, but it is a very cool movie about this particular subject. And if you have a chance to watch it, I would say give it a watch. There is a... Well, I'll just tell you. And I've talked about it in other episodes, too. There's a hanging scene in there that is one of the most powerful fucking scenes I've ever seen in my life. I was like, oh my god. Oh, Jesus. This scene. So check that out. Not necessarily a horror movie. So yeah, it comes down to this. They're trying to figure out what to do. And the woman starts talking to the psychiatrist about, I, what was the legend she told you about cat people? She's like, I'm really starting to believe that this is a cat lady, that she is some type of cat hybrid beast lady because two different times now I've been chased by something and I knew that if it caught me I would lose my life so she's being all dramatic right because she's trying to get rid of old girl anyway and it's just uh yeah it's super cool and it all crescendos in this big epic thing at the end and you know what I'm not gonna tell you what it is that's right. You're going to have to watch this hour and 30 long, or the, however long it is, hour and 30 minutes, whatever, long movie if you want to know the end or just watch the last five minutes of it. Because really, I had to suffer through this whole thing to enjoy the last five minutes were great of this film. I really liked it. I liked the closing scene and how it all ended. It is bittersweet, but it was cool. So check it out. 1942, Cat People. That is our movie. Day three. 31 days of classic horror. This is the Just James Horror Review, and I'm your host, Just James, your czar for this Halloween. Take care.